Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for October 7th, 2016. Here on the show tonight, we have Skojo. Hey, Skojo. Hey. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just uh, got back from a vacation, uh, which was in the Midwest, which Ooh. is not a great place to go on a vacation. <laughs> but did you not get to sample the many cheeses and dairy products? Uh, that would be Wisconsin. <laughs> I was in Indiana. Oh, <laughs> the bad part of the midwest got it all right well that wasn't so bad <laughs> we've also got chirba hey chirbs hey getting mighty bushy over there well yeah it's my traditional pre-packs growth yeah i'm just slowly grooming it so i can murder it later on <laughs> <laughs> and we've got adam and kate hey hey what's up i really appreciate uh uh chirba cosplaying as the australian bush <laughs> Excellent cosplay, sir. Well done. Uh, uh, no, you've, got it, you've got it wrong. I'm actually cosplaying as the bush from Debbie Does Dallas. Oh. <laughs> is, it, is this the first you time we've got a and Adam? Movie, but not nearly that much. <laughs> No, Skoja, this is not the first time we've had Kate and Adam. So, no. They've been they've been both on the show before. Sometimes yeah. at two different computers, sometimes at one computer, <laughs> you know. Let's uh, let's keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, it varies. We like to mix it up. There you go. All right, so uh we have some catching up to do for this week because uh we didn't do the show last week. Uh so we could get both of the debates in one show, we've got uh, the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, the first presidential debate. And we have the only debate uh, between uh, Tim Kaine. <laughs> <laughs> you have already forgotten. <laughs> I know, right? Tim, I'm going to say Tim Kaine. I mean, let me just test this here. Tim, K- yeah, Tim Kaine and uh, Mike Pence, uh, which was surprisingly interesting. Hey, um, who is uh, who's who's uh, Mike Pence, the governor of Indiana? In the, in, oh, shut Indiana? up, Kate! I'm yeah. trying to get. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's okay. I was gonna say I was gonna say Kentucky. <laughs> where, where's 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 Tim Kaine from? I don't know. <laughs> Virginia. Virginia. There yes, it is. Virginia. I knew Kate knew these answers <laughs> because Kate is politically informed. Ah, uh, so. Uh, uh, so uh, we've got those to talk about. Then we got all the different smattering of news stuff that's happened since the presidential debate. And if there was ever a wild guess to be put out, which would be perhaps the safest wild guess in the history, it'd be that most of this news is about Donald Trump saying things and things being <laughs> unearthed about him. But let's start with the debates first. Um... Trump had his ass handed to him. Uh, yes. I, I'm not sure if you... Did you actually watch it live? Yeah. Or Because yeah, I was watching it live, and I was live tweeting, and I couldn't I couldn't believe some of the stuff that he was saying on stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff that didn't even get talked about a lot at the, at the beginning. Like, people had to dig into it. Like, when he mentioned the, the gangs, the roving gangs of immigrants <laughs> who were shooting everybody, apparently... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I still have never seen these gangs, but apparently they exist in his head, uh, and they all have to be stripped of their guns using stop and frisk, which is, despite his arguing, unconstitutional. <laughs> right. Wait, uh, roving roving gangs that just go around shooting people at random? You mean the police? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the police, man. <laughs> Specifically, roving gangs of immigrants. Yeah, immigrants. Not like, oh, there are some street gangs, which there are some street gangs in certain cities, but roving gangs of immigrants specifically hmm. as if they are all over the country. Right. Yeah, we're just, we're just full of, like, I don't know, immigrants from Georgia who are <laughs> arming themselves and shooting the populace? Yeah, I, I mean... I suppose technically, if... if you're damn those Chechen immigrants! immigrants. <laughs> How dare they be poor and mostly orphaned from many wars? Yeah. Samantha B actually had a really great uh, was in your face with Samantha B is her show. Full I think frontal. that's full frontal. Full frontal. Full frontal. So full frontal. she did. She had a great bit on um, on uh, Maine because apparently their their death rate is outpacing their birth rate, and <laughs> yeah. the economists a lot of the economists there are saying that they need immigrants. Mm-hmm. And oh look, 
there are all these immigrants that we need. But, of course, their governor is a lunatic. He, he's <laughs> basically Trump prequel. Yeah. yeah. Trump beta, I think she called it. Beta Trump. Uh, he's a less polite Trump, if you can go. believe that. If, yeah. Uh, uh, page. Yeah, yeah. He, stopped, he stopped the immigration, uh, even though he can't legally. Anyway, back <laughs> on topic of the... But, yeah, uh, um, for the debates, um, me and Rim and a uh, bunch of other guys from the forum, we were all watching that debate and and playing Overwatch at the same time. And uh, yeah, and uh, there was just uh, I think it was uh, that gent. He was he he made basically call he called ahead of time a bunch of different stump uh, stuff trump was going to say of course one of the first thing out of trump's mouth was gina <laughs> huge gina huge gina i mean that was part of that debate is uh, that trump didn't modulate his message at all off of no. what he does at his stump speech which is actually the same stuff he's been doing since the primary so you could pretty much just look at what Trump said there at one of those uh, at one of his rallies and figure out what he was going to say uh, in the debate. Can I can I mention just for a moment that we've heard a lot about Trump's tone and the fact that he will pivot or somehow change. And it's clear <laughs> now to even his supporters that he's not going to. No. But can I say that the problem with Trump is not his tone? It's his content. Someone can be poorly spoken and put together some incoherent nonsense in a crass form. But if what they're saying, if the content of their words makes sense, deliver clear policies, show respect for humanity, that's different than having someone who might be completely devoid of these things, but have the right tone. <coughs> Ted Cruz. <coughs> Most of the Republican Party. <laughs> I mean, and, and one of the biggest analyses that came out of uh, came out after the debate was um, well. First off, let's set this up. Trump fell into a gigantic neon sign indicated trap set by Hillary Clinton towards the end of the debate, um, which was the thing about um, oh jeez, which one? The Miss America. What's her name, Victor. What's it's been two name? weeks. What do you want from me? The news cycle moves too fast. Um, <laughs> the Miss America contestant, whom uh, whose name I Miss am, Universe. Miss, Miss Universe. Universe. Forgive Miss Universe. me, Miss Universe contestant. Uh, da, 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 da. Looking it up. It's Alicia, Alicia Mikado. There, there you go. Alicia Mikado. She said Hillary Clinton set this gigantic trap for him, and he fell right into it. But the analysis that came after the debate, which was, I think was really a spot-on uh, look at this, was that he kept on springing that trap over and over throughout the course of the week by consistently bringing uh, Alicia Mikado back up, which shows that he is completely a slave to his impulses because you got to know that every single advisor in his campaign was saying don't talk about it don't bring it up but i don't think yeah i don't think that he listens to the people in his yeah. campaign for more than he a clearly few does it. he yeah. clearly does it. and also like his, even if they want to let trump be trump come on right. he, he can't he can't let anything go he has to be 100% right about everything, every time, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So if the Machado thing comes up, he's going to say how right he was, not I'm sorry. Which, by the way, was something else that I thought Clinton did during the debate that I, I wanted to, I think she should get a medal for. <laughs> She's the only candidate in any debate that I have ever seen that said, I made a mistake, and I'm like, I made a mistake, I was wrong, and then moved on. And that was it. About the email thing. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah I screwed up. Yeah. Now we're moving on. <laughs> What happened well, to the Republican Party being the one for personal responsibility? Uh, about 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more than that. Really yeah. more than that. Yeah, they're the party oh, of really? personal responsibility when it comes to things like, you know, get deregulating business and things like that. But as soon as it comes up to things that are actually personal responsibility, they tend to get a lot more, um, you know, hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. Back to um, dealing with the Machado thing. Um, mm -hmm. I find it really interesting that 
Trump could have handled this by saying, you know what, that was me in a very different role than the role I'm in today. As president, I wouldn't be dealing with the Miss Universe. I wouldn't be dealing with women's weight issues back then. It was part of the publicity for my new brand that I had purchased and lent my name to, you know, the the pageants that he's been doing. And that he, you know, he said it was a rookie mistake. This was my first year, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, he she wasn't the only one he did this to. That this isn't him owning up to being a cheesy, sleazy entertainer and businessman, well, so-called businessman, his only real business has been lending his name out, literally renting his name out to businesses. He has very few businesses himself that are in any way legitimate and not just lending um, housings to lend money to other so-called businesses that funnel back into his own accounts. I'm sorry, you don't get to lose a billion dollars and call yourself a good business person. No. <laughs> Didn't Hillary Clinton tweet out something like that? What kind of genius loses a million dollars? A billion dollars, yeah. A billion, billion, billion. Yeah, almost billion a billion. No, on top B. of that, that was 2% of the total of that deduction for the entire United States that year. <laughs> <laughs> One person's deduction Jesus. was 2% Trump's failure. <laughs> I'm Can we tired. call him what he is a welfare queen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put an emphasis on queen there just because if he ever hears it it'll, it'll get under his skin. I'm sure he watches. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Trump tweeted out like at Victor Frost or at FNPL? <laughs> like I have the greatest hair. <laughs> you guys are losers. I'd be like, oh I'm touched. I'm insulted you call me a queen, but if I was a queen, I'd be the best queen. I wouldn't just, be a fatty like that Miss Universe. <laughs> if he ever did tweet me, like, everything I responded to him would just be, well, fly down to Australia and fight me, bruv. <laughs> Get on that Trump jet. So back to the debate. Mm. What I don't understand is that... There are all these claims that Clinton is so scandalous and vulnerable and has done so many things pretty much single-handedly, they say, yeah. to cause the strife of the world and to deprive the middle class of any and everything that they're entitled to. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Well, yeah. Why did Trump not even attempt to bring up those issues? Why was it solely focus. Benghazi emails Bill Clinton's penis. He no, can't he focus. Yeah, he can't focus. He was unpracticed. He didn't. He didn't like practice beforehand. So when you don't practice, you are not able to just pull up facts. You know, I'm on this show right now talking about stuff. I can't half the time. Like ten minutes later, I'm like, why didn't I say this? <laughs> we're not like we didn't practice before. We're just shooting our mouth off. But well, we're all. I mean, like Trump's yeah. running for president, and he doesn't do <laughs> work. To actually this be lend, an effective debater. <laughs> does this lend credence to the uh, theory that he doesn't actually want to win? No, I think he actually wants to win. I just think he lacks the capacity to focus on it for any given amount of time. I mean, he basically had a practice run of the, um, the uh, town hall that he's going to have on Sunday, and... He could, it was supposed to be 90 minutes long. He only did it for 30 minutes. And he ended up, he had a uh, two-minute clock, which was which would be to help him replicate the settings that he's going to have to, uh, the uh, specifications he's going to go have to go by on Sunday. And he regularly went over that two minutes. He, he just, he lacks the focus to be able to sustain and know and pull out these facts. There were so, a couple of- so, are you questioning his stamina? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am oh questioning his stamina. That is one way to put it. Yes. That question think- went so horribly wrong for him. <laughs> but when you get laughed at by the audience who was instructed not to laugh, yeah. and not because you made a funny joke, but because they're, like, laughing at you, yeah. you know you made a mistake. I, don't, I really think... I really think Trump either doesn't want to win or he wants to win but be the guy who waves, you know, at everyone and then has his administration do all the actual work. Well, that's why he I think it's, got Pence. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think it's more that he just doesn't really know how to win. 
Maybe. Because, like, he's just trying... It seems like he's trying to approach it in the same way that he approaches, like, reality TV and marketing mm. promotions and other similar things without realizing that just getting your <laughs> name in the headlines isn't really enough. Mm. In fact, with presidential races like this, quite often the candidate that has their name in the headlines the most is the candidate who is doing less well. Yep. The old adage, there's no such thing as bad publicity, doesn't exact, doesn't always apply in the realm of politics. Yeah, there was an analogy that I made after the, the um, debate. If you've ever been in class when you were a kid, and there was that one kid in class who needed to give an oral report with everybody else, and it's clear that he did everything like the night before, and he's <laughs> hey. trying to wing it, and is doing a poor job of it, that was Trump. Or the other analogy was... There's a child who is clearly guilty of something and is trying to convince their mom that there is no way that they did that thing. And the mom is there going, nope, that was that was the other analogy. Wait, hold on a second. In this analogy, is Lester was Lester Holt the mom or Hillary Clinton? Uh, take a pick. <laughs> I, I do have to I say, the- kudos to Lester Holt. I mean, he was doing... I mean, as best as he could, he was doing some fact-checking live on Donald was, Trump think, and Hillary Clinton, he, both. I think he didn't sh- get Trump to shut up when he should have yeah. gotten Trump to shut up. Like, part, part yeah. of my... I, I found the debate so grating when Trump was talking because he would go on and on and go in a million different directions and not make a real point and just continue talking in circles until yeah. he felt like he was done. And I think Holt should have come in at multiple times and just be like, Mr. Trump, you need to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why the, the, if you saw the Saturday Night Live bit, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was brilliant because, you know, Clinton, the, the Clinton character is just like, no, 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 let, let, he can keep going. It's fine. <laughs> he can have my two minutes. <laughs> yeah, he can have it. No, go. It's okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the, that, that, the whether or not Lester could stop Donald Trump, I think is outside of the point. I mean, one of the things, uh, one of the points that was brought up during the um, the live discussion, which, hint, hint, if you'd like to watch that live discussion of the debate while we play Overwatch, you can check it out on the YouTube channel. But um, one of the things that came up was uh, Lester probably has no capacity to, for example, mute uh, anyone's mic because oh no he doesn't he yeah, doesn't yeah. have exactly. any control over the audio yeah, yeah. no but and then they and the people who are running the audio probably have specific instructions you cannot cut anyone's mic so yep yeah i and mean if they would have, if, even if they would have cut his mic you would have had the the, the trumpets screaming about <laughs> the trumpets and whatnot. <laughs> that would have been funny it would have been even funnier than that adam he'd be sitting there in the split screen and be like and you would only like hear him slightly through <laughs> other mic. <laughs> the echo in the other mic. Yeah, he was he was really trying hard though to, in, at least in the beginning, he was really trying hard to keep himself composed. And right, but he, he, he didn't, couldn't. He, he couldn't, didn't have the stamina. No, no. He said he doesn't. He doesn't have the stamina, and all he could focus on was the one thing that matters to him, which is money. Which yep. is why the first thing they talked about, if I recall correctly, was the economy and economic issues and why he tried to jump all over her with that. But yep. he couldn't make a coherent point other than, I'm really good at business. I'm the best. I'm great. She sucks. Vote for me. Like, that was it. That was the, that was his entire argument. Like, there was yeah. no policy. There was no uh, no, no real policy. He, he well, I mean, part of the problem is that because he's not familiar with the specifics, because based on everything he's ever done at these at rallies or in press interviews or at, at the first debate, he doesn't seem to be at all familiar with the specifics. So he can't discuss them. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who is very familiar with the specifics and can discuss them. Although one thing I will say about Hillary, that, that trumped up trickle down thing was very i mean funny though it was very clearly forced and and just it was like one of those little zingers that she has like a term hillary clinton terminator vision she has a list of zingers to use and that was one of them can i just say that i give credit to people who prepare no 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 i mean obviously it's 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 great but it's just you know it was Oh, clearly there was not. I felt like she had a lot of zingers during the debate that she She's had not to. A comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the fact that she was prepared and had some zingers 
is in her favor. She prepares adequately for the things that she's about to do. That's not a bad thing. And to me, that's not forced. That's just a politician not being an entertainer. Unlike someone who is a personality and that personality is entertaining in the abstract Jersey Shore, it's a train wreck, you can't look away kind of thing that you have on Trump's side. Versus someone who is an actual politician, a real mind at work, who doesn't have the best delivery for a written line. I will yeah. say this though: I think that her line about you know what else I prepared for being president. I think I don't think that was. I think <laughs> that was uh, both. It was funny. Like me and Nelson were both tweeting at each other, and we both went, "Oh my god!" Drop my phone, <laughs> like at the same time, it was great. Uh, I mean. I I mean, it's hard with the group of us to get an unbiased look at the look at this debate. I don't think one can look at this debate and not be biased in a certain manner yeah. because they just have judgment. I mean, <laughs> but but I want to say here and now, Hillary Clinton, neither Hillary Clinton nor Sanders are my perfect candidates. Neither of them, yeah. but. Who in their right mind is going to risk a Trump presidency? But the, the, that's here's what the this thing. debate underscores for me. But, but here's the thing: people are looking at a Trump presidency, some people, and saying, "That's my guy." Those people. Why? <laughs> Based on what? Those people are crazy or stupid. There is no other explanation that I can find. Every every person that I like, I've, I've been listening to this NPR. Um, uh, series that's uh, I think it's divided we stand yeah um, and they interview two people in various states usually one from each side and talk about you know why they're voting for the person they're vo- they're voting for mm-hmm. so every time they have somebody who supports Trump on the opinions that they espouse are so grossly ignorant or completely biased or that sort of subtle racist that you they don't come out and like use the n-word or anything like that but it's clear that they are racist against certain people and it's been like that for literally every single person in every interview and i i can't tell if they're just not paying attention to what's going on or what but it's it's the strangest like it's the strangest collection of the mentally ill i've ever seen <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, considering that I know some Trump supporters, and not just my dad, uh, I think there's a there's a, a large amount of Trump supporters, like um, a stepmother in law that I have, who are like really conservative. They have nowhere else to go, and they're just. I mean, at this point, they're really like, man, I have to do something. I guess I'll vote for Trump so I can get the Supreme Court nominations that he may put in. And so, I mean, you don't have to say it's all that. It's probably like if you're a social conservative, you're going to hope that maybe Trump just either gets tossed off the ticket and Pence becomes president, which holy crap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or or you hope that Trump stays there and Pence does all the real work on that. And Trump just signs everything the Republican Congress that would be there if he wins. Um, would be able to put forward and he would just rubber stamp it because he wouldn't care, right? I mean, even if he, you know, I don't even think Trump is pro-life or has any real care on any of the social issues, but he would just rubber stamp whatever came into it, in front of him so he could say like, this is Trump's law. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you probably want gold ink and a rubber stamp that said Trump. <laughs> it's a Trump house. <sighs> So speaking of rubber stamps, you want to go to the vice presidential debate? (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly entertaining. I did not expect the two of them to be kind of yelling at each other as much as they did. Which was kind of frustrating, honestly. Yeah, a little bit. The the Uh, other thing that I thought was was how the GOP accidentally released the results before anything came out. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, 90 minutes ahead of the debate, they declared that uh, Pence (laughs) won... And Hillary lost, even though Hillary. No, see, <laughs> that's not the worst part because you know you, they they need to preemptively get all the graphics together. The fact that it had the debate analysis attached to it already <laughs> is the yeah. problem. That was the main problem. When you have a bunch of people saying, "Well, the people decided that Clinton was you know stupid on the economy," and and this person said that uh, you know. Her Benghazi emails are the important part of this election. Like, 
Like that, that's the worst part. I mean, just having the graphics, I mean, people have, I mean, all the news sites have obituaries for everybody they think is going to die just so they can get them up really quick. I mean, I would, I would figure anybody would have the website saying that their team won the debate, like already made. It's just that you don't really want it to have the analysis for the debate already (laughs) on there. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that I, that I thought was interesting is how after the debate, there were news organizations like. LA Times, I'm looking at you, because I'm sure you watch this, but um, the, the LA Times came out with this analysis saying that Pence won because he won on style. Yeah, and I, 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 have, was, I thought that was the stupidest uh, thing in the world. Yeah, I have a lot of issue with the me- anybody in the media who says, oh, well, he won because he was able to keep his composure the whole time. Why are we rewarding somebody lying through their teeth for 90 minutes? There's literally stuff from that same week that he was like, nope, never happened. But it was still there. Like, it's like, I, I made a tweet. It's like saying that the saying with a straight face that the sky is plaid and insisting on that. And then the media is saying, well, because he was honest about what he said, even though he's wrong, we're going to give him points for that. No, he lied the well, whole no, time. Yeah. No, that's a bad analogy. A better analogy would be he had nicer hair and a nicer suit while he was saying those lies. So we're going to say he won. That's a better <sighs> analogy. That's style. Uh, the the well, most frustrating yeah, I mean, thing to me about the LA Times analysis was that they did a really good analysis of the previous debate. It almost feels like they just kind of phoned this one in. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Well, I mean, look at all of the... Uh, I mean, it wasn't just the LA Times. Everybody said that. And you know what? Watching the debate, if you just took it on how they looked and sounded, Pence sounded good. But he wasn't... The problem is, is the point of that debate for the Clinton team was not to have Tim Kaine look good. It was for Tim Kaine to get Pence to defend every single thing that Trump says so they can make an ad about it later. Yeah. So, I which, mean, which they did perfectly. Which is which, what um, they did. He didn't even and they defend it. He didn't defend it. He denied it. There's a difference between mounting a defense. Yeah. Yes, he said this about Muslims. What he, If you actually look at the policy, he was saying blah, blah, blah. He wasn't... It came across as meaning this, but really, if you look at the paperwork, it's this. He didn't say that. He said... He never said that. He's like, no, I never said that. He didn't mean no, that. I mean, no, I mean, that's even better. You don't understand. <laughs> that's even better for the ad because they can have an ad where Pence goes, he never said that. And then they just show a clip of Trump saying, saying it. <laughs> and that's what they did. And that is-, is why, and that is why while Pence, right after the debate, everybody said Pence did a really good job. He didn't, well, I, I mean, comparative to Trump, Pence did a really good job, right? News- so he had a yeah. low bar to cross anyway. But you know, a day later, were we talking about how great of a job Pence did? No, we were talking about the live video that shows Kane asking Pence what did, if he agreed with what Trump said, and Pence saying he didn't say that, and then they show a picture of Trump. It worked. It two, was great. No two observations. Care. One, this entire campaign, the Clinton campaign, has been basically planning three steps ahead of everyone else. The other thing is that I fi- I've had a bit of an epiphany. And I've realized how it can look like uh, Pence won, quote-unquote, the debate. And that is, if you consider the debate as as if you were a person that did not speak English, and you're just (laughs) looking and seeing how these two people are acting and looking, it will definitely look like Pence was the much more, was the much better candidate than Kane. But that's only if you have no understanding of what they're saying. If you have no understanding of English or US politics, then why are you watching the vice presidential debate in the first place? <laughs> By accident. <laughs> no, but uh, the, the point I'm making is that the, the point I'm making is that the a, any illusion that Pence did this, that, that Pence uh, won the debate, can only be founded in a lack of understanding of the issues or in, or to appeal to people who who'd have a, that lack of understanding of the issues. Now, I have a question. For these two debates, if you gender-swapped everyone, so Hillary Clinton, male. You'd have the greatest fan fiction else. ever. <laughs> everyone else, female. Uh, I don't okay. think these outcomes would have been the same. No. I think that Trump, instead of having some supporters rally around him and say, look at this plain spoken man, they'd say, look at this bimbo. Look at this outrageous, hateful bimbo. We had that last year. 
or last or you know yeah, in Sarah pa- was it Sarah Palin or Michelle Bachman or was it both? No, we had Sarah Palin who Sarah was Palin. in the vice president uh, yeah. debate against Biden. Michelle but, Bachman was as bad, though. but that was not the presidential debate. That was the vice presidential yeah. debate. Yeah, I know, but that would be the. And then you come, and then you come on. Let's say you had female Kane, female Pence, Pence being slightly more physically attractive, but Pence denying reality, and then Kane being slightly less physically attractive and having a cogent, if somewhat dry, performance, and the other one talking over them. It would have been listen to this cat fight. Yep. One's you know, one's boring and ugly and the other one's a ditz no one would have respected either of these candidates i really feel no i mean so i have a question yes why is it that pence in particular can get away with this level of denial of reality just because he has a penis i'm sorry Well, it is the vice presidential debate. It's probably because nobody was actually watching. I'm not even sure the moderator was fucking watching. <laughs> there, was a, there was a great moment. There was a great moment during the vice president debate where the moderator was like, uh, "Guys, the question was on North Korea." Yeah, because <laughs> they were so far afield. But uh, to your point, yeah, I think Pence was good at doing what he did, lying with a straight face and looking great at it because he was a talk show radio host in the past. He's used to getting up there, listening to somebody like attack him on the radio, on the radio and pretty much just be like, say whatever line he wants. I don't think it had really, I don't think the gender on the vice president debate would change anything. Cause Pence would still have the experience of being a radio host, which I think is what really helped him in that debate. Tim Kaine I, I, I doesn't have that experience. Hang on, no, no I, I disagree. Thick... Scojo, Go I, I, I got to disagree with you on there. I think Kate actually hit the nail pretty squarely on the head. I mean, if they were both women, they would be exactly those kinds of headlines. They wouldn't be. It wouldn't be CNN going, ha, 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 "Wow, that was a really rowdy debate." It would be, "Wow, look at that cat fight." It would be exactly as Kate said, and I think that. <sighs> I think that there, I mean, I mean, clearly there is a big sexism issue in the world, in the realm of politics. Now, hopefully with, hopefully Hillary Clinton winning the presidential office will do some to erode that, but I don't think it's even going to do, I don't think it's going to completely solve the problem. And I think there would be a gigantic difference if it was, if the, as Kate said, all the genders were reversed in this, in this uh, election year. Well, if the genders were reversed, I have to be honest, if you had someone that incompetent and female, I don't think the American public would swallow it. Well, that's well, what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> that's why I mean, specifically. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why it's kind of, if that was the case. No, it yeah. would be, you'd end up with Ted Cruz <laughs> against uh, against Hillary Clinton. Uh, one of the things that, Hillary one of the things that Clinton. I, I was talking about with my with my dad Bill. was how we both wanted to see Clinton sort of go after Trump a little bit more fiercely, but we we were then talking about how it's a shame that if we if she does that, then you're going to get the alt right media saying oh or or even most of the media being like oh what what a bitch she is or she's so aggressive and so oh we can't have her, <laughs> but if a, if she was a guy if it was. A, a, you know, a, a Bill Clinton, uh-huh, um, going after uh, the same kind of candidate for the same kind of reasons, really digging in and attacking them, it wouldn't be an issue, right? And I think that that's, that makes it that much harder for her in the debates, is because she can't alienate those people who would see her attacking him, even if it was something that was so obvious, like, "Hey, Trump, what? How about how about those vaginas that you were grabbing when you weren't supposed to?" <laughs> like, Speaking of, that, well, attack him on that too hard. Because she'll look bad, which is a shame. Yeah. I hope you're not going so, where I think you're going, Vic. But carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, though, she doesn't need to because yeah. everyone else is going to. Well, yeah. that's yeah. that's my thing. I, I really, it, it's hard to say what would be the better action. And even if she, if it wasn't Hillary Clinton and it was Bernie Sanders um, or some other uh, male politician running, I mean, Trump is such a unique case to debate against that most people would be advised to just sit back and let him destroy himself while you just kind of like stick it out there a little bit and well, then you just reel it in. <laughs> well, then then I think it's, it's, it's kind of um, 
it's kind of time to ask this question again because I've asked you guys these, this question throughout the course of this uh, this can- this election season. Has is Trump still a Teflon man? Is it do, does the the different controversies and the scandals are they are they now sticking to him? I would say half yes and half no because you recently you, you not only have all of these traditionally Republican newspapers endorsing Hillary Clinton, but on top of that, you have other Republicans who are relying on Republican Party money for their own races, coming out and saying, I'm not supporting Donald Trump. I can't in good conscience, you know, support Donald Trump. You have leadership and you have leader established leadership in the Republican Party saying absolutely not. Now, here's the problem. Trump supporters have no respect for said leadership. And that's part of why Trump is appealing to them. So I, I think he's alienating more moderate Republicans, as he always has. I think he's endearing himself even more to the Trumpsters and the Trumpettes because, I don't know, they were born without brains? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, and if you, uh, if you do encounter someone who is like a moderate Republican who doesn't want to vote for Hillary, you should probably push them to vote Gary Johnson instead because he gives them pretty much everything they want except for a chance at victory or recognition <laughs> or any word policy knowledge whatsoever whenever I get knowing, whenever I get to it what Aleppo is or the names of any world leaders he couldn't name the the leader of North Korea seriously like the dude's policy platform is basically supports private prisons, opposes climate change, supports unlimited corporate political donations, supports the Trans-Pacific Partnership, opposes national health care, 0% corporate tax get rid of the minimum wage, opposes gun regulations, and supports deregulating banks even more. How is that not just, like, four years ago, the Republican platform? (laughs) Hey, that is a perfect Bernie Sanders surrogate right there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even get me started on some of those people. I recently got into a Facebook argument. I shouldn't have, but I had to. Um, When it was... Uh, my cousin actually brought up the point of why would you waste your vote on a candidate who can't win rather than using it to at least deflect Donald Trump. And the arguments that were made were basically, I cast my vote for said third party candidate and it goes toward that third party candidate. That vote happens in a vacuum. There's no other consequences. That's not true. Exactly. And I tried, I brought up, actual data from various um, resources supporting that Nader really was a deciding factor in Bush versus Gore, that these votes, you know, a 5% margin, a 6% margin can mean that we're going to be stuck with Trump. And for my fellow Americans not to see that that is the disaster rather than the Hillary Clinton presidency, which again... Not my favorite candidate, but neither was Bernie Sanders because he had no... His budget didn't make sense. His foreign policy was a mess. Hmm. I prefer the pragmatism of Hillary Clinton in certain areas and the idealism of Bernie Sanders in certain areas, which is one of the reasons why, of course, I want Elizabeth Warren to be the candidate. (laughs) But that's not the reality I'm faced with. So instead of chasing this fantasy, this ideal... I'm voting for what I think will best protect our entire nation's interests. And to throw one's vote away is the saddest thing to me when you are facing Donald Trump. If this was, you know, even Romney, and I'm no Romney fan, but even if it was Mitt Romney, I couldn't be as impassioned about this as I am. I mean, But it's Trump. And Pence, Pence, who single-handedly is responsible for an HIV outbreak because he couldn't allow women to have reproductive rights. I mean a lot of the, the a lot of the issue for and I I know a few people who were republic who are are republicans because let's be honest what the republican party has morphed into is some sort of tea party hell spawn. Yeah. Um I have uh, republican friends 
who will not vote for Trump because they see how reprehensible he is. But at the same time, they cannot find themselves, they cannot find it within themselves for whatever reason to vote for Hillary. And they're saying, well, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. It's not going to make any difference. And, and the, the, under, the thought that that would be the case is, I mean, forget, forget the studies that show, you know, like Ralph Nader, as you said, Kate. It's a fundamental uh, lack of understanding of, of well, basic math. It's a zero, elections are a zero-sum game. Every vote is either towards one person or another, and who you vote for affects the status of everyone else. <sighs> there's a lot of issue with optics in this election. I, I, think, that, I think that this is an even bigger issue. Uh, so, so Trump is a nightmare. <sighs> but I think the, the scarier thing here is that the number of people that support him and the reasons why they do are even scarier. Because after Trump is gone, win or lose, and let's face it, it's probably going to be a lose, um, um, but those people are still going to be around. Yeah. And it's not like it's just old white people. There are a shocking number of young people who support them. In fact, there was an article recently in, I want to say it was either New York Times or it, it was one of the big newspapers where they were talking about how millennials are now realizing what anti-Semitism is and what um, racism really looks like because... People who are like in their or like their thirties, like me. If you're like me, then you learned in school, like, oh, racism is dead. We won civil rights. Yay! There's no problem anymore. You know, like, and anti-Semitism was this thing that the Nazis did in Germany and the Russians did in 1930s. And nobody does that anymore because we're all smarter than that. And seeing this surge of insane hatred of other and the picking up this discarded mantle of like it's okay to be racist and it's okay to call people like kike and jew and using the n-word and mm. the, the anti-immigration all this stuff that we've seen before is the thing that worries me even more because you know i i, I teach in inner city school right i teach in rochester city school now and the i've seen the kids there they are definitely affected by not just things like black lives matter but they see what's going on and they're getting concerned too they're like what's going to happen to my family because we immigrated from kenya and you know we're still getting vetted or what's going to happen if they decide that all immigrants have to go out my family immigrated what's going to happen to me and so like there's this there's this tension that's building and i keep seeing things like Oh well, if Hillary if Hillary wins, we're going to have to do something. It's going to have to be a revolution, which I think we all know will happen about as well as it did when Obama got elected. <laughs> but it's just interesting to see. It's it's a little frightening for me to see that level of um, flagrant abject racism just bubbling to the surface and taking root in the, the the Republican Party, and also for them to deny that it's happening. You know, there's this, there's also this level of denial where they're like, no, 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 we're just, they're just passionate. We're just trying to apply to our base. You know what I mean? All right. I think we're going to, we don't have, uh, we probably have about another 15 or so minutes left in the show. I think we can, uh, I think I'm going to move us along from, from all that. Um, so let's talk about how racism is now in VR. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can do that next week, Treba. Um, I do kind of want to stay on politics, but not we're going to move off of the debates and that mess. <laughs> and talk so, about taxes. Pussy grabbing? Oh, wait. No, we're not going to pussy grabbing, apparently. Well, <laughs> we'll get there because I don't think it's going to take too long to talk about taxes donald trump she's talking about cats (laughs) i don't know let's we can probably do at least 15 minutes just purely on the mechanics thereof (laughs) (laughs) like what is the best way do you like go for the outer labia or is it just like are you just hooking in like a bubbling ball as i talked before in our our pre-show conversation do you just hook the outer labia do you like get on in there with a few fingers what are you doing Yeah, bowling, bowling ball. ball. Two is the pink one. Because I mean, thing. that's an easy maneuver to get out of. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking cup with a slight pressure with the two middle fingers right on the perineum there. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> anyway, hey, taxes. I might run for office. Taxes. <laughs> taxes. So, um, 
So uh, for the longest time, the one of the big contentions in this uh, this campaign was that Donald Trump has yet to release his taxes. Well, turns out someone got impatient, and uh, they the New York Times uh, received a copy. Well, a copy of three pages from his taxes one for his new york state personal filing one from i believe his uh, connecticut personal filing and one from his um what was it the uh, new jersey uh personal filing the first pages of each new york times took a month to verify it uh to make sure all their duckies were in a row and turns out yes they are legit who did they ask trump's old accountant now these are taxes uh tax filings from 1995 if my memory is serving me correctly and um, apparently in one year uh, Trump, Mr. Genius Businessman, lost a billion dollars really? Nearly. Can we point out that this was well before our economic downturn? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well wait, it's even funnier than that. The value that he lost was not able to be handled by the tax program of that time. <laughs> and they had to go back with a typewriter <laughs> and put the nine and the one in front of every single number where they had the 91, nine, 900 and uh, 16 million. million. Yeah. They had to put the nine and the one manually on every sheet <laughs> because the program wouldn't print out that big of a digit. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And that's how they confirmed that it was real, too, because yeah. the accountant went, yeah, look, see these marks here? The reason these nine and one are off is because my printer couldn't handle the, the digit number. <laughs> well, actually, uh, what's his name? Did you see that Trump posted a photo about like, oh, yeah, you know, here's me signing off on my tax sheet. And it's this huge <laughs> pile of paper next to him. Someone actually like zoomed in and looked at it and compared it to other things and figured out that's actually like the TurboTax e-submission form. So <laughs> he printed out the electronic filing form and signed it for some reason. So he, so he just, Trump he does not understand how to file his own taxes. Yeah, he's just signing mm. one random page, and that page is like the submission page for like the uh, e-submit or TurboTax or a service very much like it. I can't remember if it's TurboTax specifically. Well, that was the funny part. When that, when people were presented with this knowledge, everybody, all the surrogates were like, well, he's a genius. This is why he's able to do this. And the accountant went forward and said, uh, he didn't really take much interest in the taxes. Uh, he paid me to do it. I'm the genius. Yeah, like I, that's why he keeps saying, oh, I'm smart, I'm smart. But mm-hmm. he didn't. I know he didn't do his personal taxes. There's no way. He doesn't do anything himself except walk into meetings and yell at people and then walk out. <laughs> and tweet at 3 a.m. Yeah, and tweet at 3 a.m. and maybe grab a couple of vaginas on his way hey, out. Hey, he'll be there <laughs> to answer the call. Like, don't make it sound like a fucking late night snack for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you going to do after work? Oh, I don't know. I'm probably just going to grab a couple of vaginas and then head home. <laughs> <laughs> grab a couple of vaginas, sit on my golden throne. <laughs> <laughs> tweet with my phone and tweet a bit on the tweeter. <sighs> oh, good God. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, every time... How did I it think, come to this? Yeah, every time I think we've hit a new low, something else comes out, and and I get to see people defend it. And All right. I kind of wonder. Okay. Really Kate. I must admit... Hold on, Turbo. Kate, go. go. All right. <laughs> So first, I want to say that Trump's statements about women have consistently been appalling. And because of that, I am not at all surprised that he said, and I quote, (laughs) that he tried to fuck her, meaning a married woman. She was married and I moved very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there, and she was married. Then all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big, phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful women. I start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Stop. Wait. The woman is speaking. 
And I don't mean to be rude. But I was the woman. just breathing. <gasps> Not you, him. Him. You know what the creepiest? I have to say the creepiest part of that video is when they exit the bus and they meet the uh, female co-host and uh, Bush, the other guy, is like, hey, don't you want to hug Trump? And it's just like he just they've just been talking about the most like vile stuff. And he's like, here, why why don't you hug my uh, my Trump over here? <laughs> oh, just like, they brought up against his boner, yeah, bitch. Like, that's what I hear. Oh, yeah, that's, that's literally that's what Trump. I saw I heard too. I was like, what the That was a hell of a phrase. That's like a creepy drunk frat boy thing to do. And it, it, it's, ugh. Beyond that, beyond how much this plays into <sighs> a horrible rape culture, beyond... Yep. The good old boy. Let's turn. Let's objectify women. Let's turn them into parts. Let's pretend that we can do anything and everything we want to them because they're not really human. I want to go past that. I've already read articles that are both RNC um, representatives as well as, and this is a, this is a so-called advisor to Trump, saying that this is vile. This is disgusting. They're sa- he's saying this about our wives, about our daughters. Well. Hold up there, hun. Regardless of me being in any kind of relationship with a man, regardless of my tie to my father or my husband, or if I had a brother, my brother, I deserve not to be spoken to this way, not because I am tied to a man, yeah, mm-hmm. but because I am a person. He is talking about people. Remove the word pussy and put in dick. Would we have this conversation? Would he be... A serious candidate for presidency. Okay, no, well, I think at that point you have a little bit of a different situation. I know that you situ- want to make light of this, but well, no, this no, no, is a it, big issue. No, it, it's not an I'm issue to make. Of- it's not an issue to make light of. But I think, I think, I think your particular example was a bit was creates a slightly different situation because then what you'd have would be a quote that would then bring on the ire of the anti-LGBT community as opposed to bringing the favor of sexists but, and the ire I mean, of people who have basic respect for women. But out of the mouth of a woman, out of the mouth of, say, Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah, forget it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gone. This is what people I'm would saying. Not be happy. If it was rape and jokes about rape and bragging about what amounts to rape, about doing these things to a man, this man would be done. Yep. I don't think this will in any way affect his numbers. Maybe minimally. Well, I, I don't know about his numbers. But uh, CNN just published an article saying that um, saying that uh, Speaker Ryan uh, said that he was sickened by Trump's comments and announced this Friday night that the GOP presidential nominee would no longer attend a Republican event in Wisconsin at which the two were slated to appear on Saturday. So in that, uh, so this is the same Governor Ryan who was in support of people making comments stating that there were different kinds of rape and that if it was the right kind of rape that the woman's body would automatically reject a baby. No. That's no, that Paul Ryan. Wait, no, he said no. shut that down. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't Paul Ryan to my knowledge. No, but that he was... supports those same people. Oh uh, no, he was the one with uh, he was the one with legitimate rape. Yeah, no, that's the one. Yep. Legitimate no, legitimate rape. Legitimate. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <sighs> this party is this. Why are they pretending that they're not? Was, and, well, like uh, I, like I can said, we have the bull moose party who, back again? Yeah, well, there are people who support this party and recognize what they're doing and think that it's good. And that's the scarier part. There are people who like rape jokes, fine. Guy grabs a woman, hey, he's just a tough guy. Like, he's like me. I like to be a tough guy. I like to tell women what to do. They should be in the kitchen, whatever. Like, this. That mentality that exists within a significant part of our population is the bigger problem. And I don't even know how to address that. Well, let's, I, I have two points here to make, and I'm sorry for, for stealing this conversation. I want to hear what Scott Intraba and Victor have to say. No, but go on, go on. no, go on. We love it. Yeah. This man has consistently said hideous things about women. I don't know why we're surprised about this. I mean, I, I, I don't want to know if he ever has to meet Angela Merkel, oh my God. what he's going to say about her looks, because she isn't a model. He'll probably call her a Nazi. a hideous woman by any means, but she's not a model. And apparently that's his standard of beauty. If you're not traditionally beautiful in what Americans 
media, American media has defined as beautiful, then you are a target for him and you are not a person. Yep. But this this level of bravado, and for anyone to say that this is like, the best excuse you can make of this is, Keep this going. is just a man trying to push for his push forth his image of being this lady's man. Well, if someone thinks that's a good thing and helps their image, even if none of it's true, is that who you want as president? No. I is mean, that who you want as president? Right, and it, that, I mean, that is a big portion of this. I mean, half of politics is optics. And uh, me and my dad got in a bit of a heated discussion recently. And uh, I said that, you know, as an example, another example of that, I said that, look, Donald Trump has the support of the KKK. If as if you are a good person, if you are a person that understands, you know, how people perceive things matter and you are a person of sound moral character, if you have the support of the KKK, shouldn't that at least give you a moment of pause? I mean, and it. The fact that he's saying this, even as you said, even if it is just an act, that speaks more to what he's willing to do to garner support. I, I just had a, a little bit of an epiphany. Oh. So I've had the same discussion about another person, about even if they know what they're doing is just for attention, then they're a, they, they've got to be a horrible person because they're either ignoring the fact that what they are doing is horrible or they are actually like that. And it was, it was Ann Coulter. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. She is literally the female Donald Trump, <laughs> except without the, the, the wealth and or wealth and recognition of name, but she says the same kinds of horrible things that he does. Like, the same, if not worse. And there, she said the same kinds of things about women, she made comments about the 9-11 uh, responders' wives. Like, she said the same kinds of horrible... And I remember we had... I'm not sure if I had the discussion with you, but definitely with Kate, this same discussion of they're either... They, they actually believe this and they're a terrible person, or they're faking it, but that still makes them a terrible person. Yeah. Because they're, they're willing to, to use that kind of language and that kind of um, uh, incendiary uh, uh, statements to get attention. And more than that, than getting attention to put that in the minds of others as being acceptable and promoting such ideas with others. <sighs> so, I feel like every Go time ahead. we have a I feel like every time we have a politics episode I get a little depressed. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Be you should be pretty happy. We're most likely going to have the first female president. Yes, <laughs> but there is in a like chance. a few in, a, in like a month. Assuming to, that uh, enough people vote for Hillary, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here is here, the boat, and they can't just be for Stein, mm-hmm. who here is essentially a town board member. Here's my argument of why this will actually hurt Trump. So, before I was talking about how there's a bunch of evangelical and like social conservatives that really like that he picked Pence because they figure that Pence will actually run stuff. So they hope. I mean, they look over a lot of the problems that trump has the problem is is if they constantly are bombarded with stuff that you know is abhorrent they will at some point decide it's not worth voting and they will stay home and there are women and men uh who you know when they see these words or hear them it it sets off you know paths of having abusive relationships so and those people will move away from Trump, even if they lean conservative. And I know you're saying, well, why haven't they already? Well, it, you know, there's so much going on with, you know, all of us pay attention to the news. But a lot of people just see like, you know, maybe like a few minutes a week or whatever. Uh, and if it's a big enough story, it'll get through to them. And if it sticks, it will cause people to stop voting for Trump. Now, they might still go and vote for, like, the Senate candidates, but I have a feeling that you're going to see a change in the polls. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, enough people are watching. One of the things I forgot to mention about the first debate, the presidential debate, was I had people saying, like, watching Trump argue with Hillary Clinton was setting off, like, you know, uh, PTSD of, like, traumatic relationships they had, just the way he talked to her. Wrong. Uh, was just setting some people off. 
So, I mean, yeah, wrong. Victor, oh. I will choke you. Don't do that. Well, this is, I mean, we can't forget that this is yeah. the same man who has made com- comments about a teenaged Paris Hilton, who is a friend of his daughter, and how much he wanted to have sex with her when she was 16. But not as much as he wants to have sex with his own daughter, apparently. And actually had, has been accused of having had sexual relations with a model or actress or escort who is under age. That, that story, I'm, I'm, I hope that, that that gets dug into more. Um, I, I, I don't want to believe one way or the other. I think that there's still a lot of information that's missing from that. So, so far, it's just like it's some accusations and several people are making it. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if it was true because mm-hmm. he is this, one of the scummiest people that I have ever <sighs> witnessed in my life. But I, I, people are asking, well, why isn't that getting more attention? And I just think that there's not enough evidence yet. I hope that they get it sorted um, so that it turns into something that's that's real. Or or hopefully isn't. I mean, I mean honestly, hopefully isn't, yeah. I mean, hopefully I, it I isn't real. That isn't real because as much as I hate Trump, yeah, I, I hope that there wasn't yet another female victim of male sexual abuse. Look, guys. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a blowout right now. I mean, <laughs> if nothing, if I mean. Just the polls that were released today, yeah. which don't even take into account the fact that we're not even talking about the fact that Va- Vladimir Putin went in front of the U.N. and defended Trump from criticism. We're not talking about the fact that the U.S. just accused uh, Russia of interfering yeah. with an election. We're not talking about uh, there was some other story about Trump that didn't even I mean, it's not even registering because we aren't even I mean. All this stuff just overpowers. There's too much uh, to I mean, catch like- up on. Or the supposed leak, or the supposed <laughs> leak of Hillary Clinton's um, uh, Speech speeches to Wall Street. So, yeah. So and, uh, even the point is, is reading those speeches, they're generally showing her as a pragmatic deal maker. Like, yeah, same thing, thing. same thing with the leak of the 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 recording of that uh, the comment he made about she made about Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they only took half the quote, and they didn't even go with like the fact that like she was empathizing with those yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. What about? Is, can someone explain to me why anybody would think that her speeches getting released that were already like given to the public at one point? Like, why would that be a big deal? I don't. I don't understand. It's like, oh, we've got these things that you said in public that were, you know, speeches. I, I don't I don't get it. They're hoping they can get some gotchas on her or something. But if there's anything you want to if there's anything you can say about Hillary Clinton is that she's pretty consistent. So, I mean, the, I mean, what, what kind of gotcha did they think they were going to get? I think it was funny that Assange released. He was like, we're going to release this big secret. It's a big secret. And like everyone was up at 4 a.m. And he was like, buy my book. Yes, today. <laughs> and then the secret uh, ends up being a big secret. Like I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone uh, who's taking uh, there has the, oh sorry, Kate. There has been a new release from WikiLeaks just I think it was either today or very late yesterday. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's uh, it's got Hillary Clinton's or extracts from Hillary Clinton's speeches that she said in front of Wall Street people and all this. And I've had a quick read through of it, and just like the last leak, it's completely innocuous. It's yeah, that's that's what <laughs> we were saying. Yeah, I read through it as well, yeah. and it's funny. It's not even the full speeches; it's so-called ex- excerpts of her speeches inserted into a WikiLeaks email. So, I mean, even if they're true, I've got to say I don't care. If we're talking about a woman who is a moderate Democrat. With a history of being a moderate Democrat, whose only flip flops have ever been on issues where she voted the way that the majority of her constituency wanted her to vote, i.e., Iraq, Afghanistan, gay marriage. Those stances reflected her constituency at the time, the majority of her constituency. Yeah. At the time. And now has changed her mind on those issues. If that's the worst you can say about her, our other major candidate talks about raping women. Yeah. And saying that he can get away with it because of his wealth and power. It's like we got her his wealth is even in question. It's like we got Hermione Granger going up against Draco Malfoy here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that you have a girl from Slytherin versus Draco Malfoy. Yeah. The girl from Slytherin may not be the person that you love. And I'm not 
I'm not saying I think she is this person. <laughs> I'm just saying if you frame it in that way, yeah. let's say she is the lesser of two evils, which again, I don't agree with. Um, she's so significantly lesser that I don't understand why there's even a question of debate what, at this point. What was the, uh, who tweeted about the food? It's like going onto an airplane and they offer you like some chicken dish and literally a pile of, of poop with glass in it. And then asking the question, so how's the chicken cooked? Like, <laughs> that was David Sedaris. That was David Sedaris. That was hilarious. That was like, literally, that is exactly what's going on. It's yeah. like, you have to, if you have to think about that choice, then I, I question your ability to think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we have gone on for a long time about this, and doubtless there is a lot to say about the current election, but we're going to have to put that off until another time. In the meanwhile, thank you to Scott Johnson, Cheruba, Kate, and Adam. Thank you all. You've been fantastic as giving lots of provocative and important things to think about. Ah, And on that note... This has been Friday Night Party Line. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Party Line is a Frostworks production. To find out more about us and what we do, check us out at www.frost.works. <laughs>